Hey, this is the Thrive Church Podcast. Our hope is this message will help you thrive with God and thrive in life. We'd love to have you join us on a Sunday soon. Enjoy the message. This week, we are starting a new message series that I'm really looking forward to. We are calling it Fresh from the Garden. Fresh from the Garden. Uh, This this year, I decided I would start um, gardening. Last year, Natalie was gardening, and I sort of, like, it was her thing. I sort of helped out, and I found, oh, this is really relaxing. Oh, I'm really enjoying this. What does this feel... That's joy. Oh my. So I thought I'm going to try and not just, I'm going to actually two feet in try gardening this year. And how many of you guys know that God speaks to you? He speaks to us. And oftentimes he'll speak as we're just going about our day doing life. And uh, God has really just, as I was gardening, God was highlighting things through about himself, his word, faith, and life. So this whole series, we're going to be diving in fresh from the garden. uh, Some things that God has really uh, spoken to my heart about and highlighted in his word that I believe will help you thrive with God and thrive in life. Because God wants you to thrive in every area. You know, uh, Psalms 92, 12, it says this. It says, the righteous man will flourish like a palm tree. He will grow like a cedar in Lebanon, planted in the house of the Lord. They will flourish in the courts of our God. You know, God really... He, he wants you to thrive in every area of your life in relationship with God. And the more you thrive with God, the more the natural thing will be, you will thrive in every other area of your life to relationships, to finances, to your peace, your joy. As you thrive with God, you will thrive in life. Now today, uh, the message that I'm, that I'm talking about today, if you want to take notes, write in your phone, it is this, it is potential, purpose, and promise. Potential, purpose, and promise. Now, when I, when I got into gardening this year, when I started way back in, in February, when I was like, okay, I'm going to start gardening. I, I started because I want like, I want a thriving garden. I don't want just like something that's wilty and ugh. I want like something that will thrive. And if I was to go to the school, store and just say, hey, I want a garden that's flourishing. You know what they'd give me is, is they wouldn't just say, okay, here you go. They, there are something right here. There's seeds, right? That everything that's thriving, that's flourishing, the garden, it starts out with just some seeds. Now I picked a little bit bigger seeds. So hopefully you can maybe see them. If not, use your imagination station right here. But you know, everything that's thriving, a garden, it started out as a seed. And at first, before I got into gardening, I would have thought nothing of these things. I would have thought nothing if I was just to throw these away or, or at all. Why? Because they're so tiny. They're so small. You can barely see them. They're, they're sort of what seems to be insignificant. However, in getting into gardening, my perspective on this shifted how these tiny, at, at times seemingly insignificant, looks like a, what maybe would just get stuck in your teeth when you're eating something. There's actually something great in here. There's potential in the seeds. 
So that now when I look at seeds, I'm not looking at, okay, there's just a tiny little thing that if my hands are sweaty, it just gets stuck and I, it's just, it's tiny. What's the use of it? Now I look at this seed, I see, okay, there's lettuce. I see a head of, of lettuce. I see, oh, that's a tomato seed. I see many tomatoes now in that seed. Oh, these are beans. Oh, these are peas. I see the potential of what those seeds could be. And once I saw what these seeds could be, I began to value them a bit more. Before, I, quite honestly, if I was helping Nat in the garden, I wouldn't have valued the same. I wouldn't worry if, if they were just dropping on the ground. But now that I see the potential as I'm going, I'm being way more careful. I'm carefully planting. The other thing I'm doing is I'm more purposeful. Because I know the purpose of these seeds are to grow and to thrive. So I'm purposeful of planting them in, spacing it where I want them to go, putting it in. Why? Because I see purpose behind these seeds. I see, okay, this will yield a harvest. And now that I saw the 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 potential, and then I was purposefully sowing, I was purposely putting them where they needed to go months and months ago. Even some I started growing inside and then brought them out. But now I'm just starting to see the promise, starting to see the garden, starting to thrive, flourish, some fresh out of the garden snap peas. Oh, I just go out there with my son and we'll pick multiples of them throughout the day as we're playing outside. It's so good. In a seed so small, what seemingly is so small, there is huge potential. There is huge potential. And in order to have a thriving garden, a thriving forest, anything thriving at all, it all starts with a seed. Now, if you get really down to it, everything started with a word when God said, let there be, and boom, word, but within the word was seed. And, you know, then, then it was everything came out from and will be thriving through a seed. In Genesis 8:22 it says, "While the earth remains, seed and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, oh, I wish it just said summer. Um, day and night shall not cease." But look at this, seed time and harvest. As long as the earth is here, there will be seed time and harvest. Now, I think everybody watching can say, "Listen, I want to flourish in life." I want to thrive in life and what I'm doing in my relationships uh, with others, with God, I just want to thrive. I want the promise. I want the harvest. I want that John 10, 10, where Jesus says, I've come to give you life and life to the full life more abundantly. I want to thrive in my relationships with other, with God. I want to thrive in my business, my work, my family, finances, investments. I want to thrive in happiness, peace. I want to have a purpose. I want to thrive in that. And if you, I think it's, it's great. That's what God wants us to have. But, but I think sometimes we look for like a lump, like a lump of thrive, like, okay, here you go, right? Of here's your thrive. And that's what we can sometimes look for. But actually in the same way, the garden starts with a seed. I believe so does thriving. So does flourishing in all those areas of your life. It starts with a seed, something that maybe seems small, maybe seems insignificant or are you sure just in this little seed? I have a question for you. What is a seed in your life that is meant to sow, be sown? 
What is the seed that is in your life that is meant to be sown? You know, Galatians 6, it says, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, he will also reap. For he who sows his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption, but he who sows to the spirit will of the spirit reap everlasting life. And let us not grow weary while doing good for in due season, we shall reap if we do not lose heart. If we do not lose heart. I think it's once we see the potential in a seed, the purpose of that seed that's in your life, that's in your hands, then we will, once we plant it purposefully, we will, we will see the harvest or the promise of that seed, you know, because that's actually how God works. God works in seed time and harvest. We actually see, if you look at the pl- God's plan for salvation, for man to be brought to God, what is it? You actually see, you see seed time harvest, that he actually works with a seed. Now, this scripture, many of us know, uh, is in John three sixteen. It says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God loves you so much that he gave his only son, Jesus, one only son, Jesus. Now in Galatians four, four, it says this, but when the fullness of time came, God sent forth his son born of a woman born under the law so that he might redeem those who were under the law that we might receive the adoption as sons because you are, um, because you are sons, God sent forth the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father, therefore, this is good right here. Therefore, you are no longer slaves, but a son. And if a son, an heir through God. How good is that? You know, God is three in one, right? We have Father, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And God the Father, in John 3, 16, we said, we saw that God's only begotten Son, one Son, And God, what did he do? He gave his son, Jesus, so that you and I could be saved. You could say it another way. You could say, God, the father sowed Jesus, the seed. And now the harvest from that is you and I and the billions of people who've made Jesus Lord of their lives. And that now who are sons and daughters of God. That now, because we are saved, that we are actually sons and daughters of God. So that, that Jesus, when you make Jesus Lord of your life, you are a son. You are a daughter of God. But how did God get you? How did you become a son, a daughter of God in the family? Through a seed. Jesus coming to earth, giving his life as a seed. And you are actually the harvest from that. You know, John 15, one, it says this, it says, Jesus is doing, using a parable. He says, I am the true grapevine and my father is the gardener. And then in verse five, it's, it skips down and says, yes, I am the vine. You are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit from apart from me. You can do nothing. 
Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch that withers. Uh, Such branches are gathered into a pile to be burnt. But if you remain in me and my word remains in you, you may ask anything you want and it will be granted. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great glory to my father. You know, God, the father is the gardener. He planted Jesus, the vine. And now today the harvest is you and I as branches attached to Jesus, a part of a grafted one spirit, you know, one faith. We are attached to Jesus. And then the fruit will be the fruit of the spirit, God's power, God's love working through our lives. But you are here today because of a seed Jesus, he went to the cross. He went into the ground. He came up, uh, rose again. And now we can be the sons and daughters of God. I think it's even interesting that Jesus, he, he had the potential, right? Uh, in Galatians, we saw, you know, God came in the form of a man, 100% God, 100% man. He came under the law. He took our place. So he had the potential for us to be saved. Then Jesus knew the purpose for the seed. It says the joy that was set before him, being you and I, that he endured the cross, the joy set before him. And he said, uh, as he was in the garden, not my will, but your will. Why? Because he knew the purpose and that purpose was the promise, the harvest on the other side, which was you and for you. So that now, after, now that we can actually be in the promise, a life with Jesus, living the uh, abundant full life with him. You know, when potential is added with purpose, purposefully sowing, I believe it produces the promise. It produces his promises. In Luke 13, it says, Jesus taught them this parable. How can I describe God's kingdom realm? Let me illustrate it this way. It is like the smallest seed that you would plant in the garden. And when it grows, it becomes a huge tree with so many spreading branches that various birds make nests there. God's kingdom and the way he does things, it starts with a seed, with something small that maybe on the surface, it might be, ah, that's going to turn into a tree. That's going to turn into something profitable. Yeah, it's a seed. It's got great potential. You know, we see God work other ways with seed. It says that faith comes by hearing the word of God. So that faith is actually, that word is a seed that will produce faith in you, right? Matthew 6, it says this, it says, but first and most importantly, seek, aim, strive after his kingdom and his righteousness, his way of doing uh, and being right, the attitudes and character of, character of God, and all these things will be given to you also. You know, one way that one of the ways that God works is seed, time, and harvest. Seed, time, and harvest. And there is potential in the seed. Something that can seem seemingly so small or seemingly 
uh, I'm not sure that's that important. What seems to be that way, there is great potential and that when we, and there's purpose and we can, on the other side of that, there is promise. You know, I believe there are seeds that God has put in your life that could seem small, little, but are meant to be sown purposefully and that will lead to his promises because there is potential purpose and that will lead to his promises on the other side of that. I think at times we can look for that big extravagant thing that will cause us to flourish in this area of our life. That massive, that dramatic, that whoa, right? However, I think often it just starts with a seed. It just starts with that little seed seeing that potential in that little seed seeing the purpose in that little seed and being purposeful in sowing, being purposeful in sowing and being faithful. And then know what God will bring the increase at times. I know I've done this before. I look at those things that God has put in my life that are meant to be seeds placed in there and see, ah, I can overlook them because I think they're sort of small or how will this produce or why is this important? Forget about producing. Why is this even important? But you know, every seed that is in your life has the potential and the purpose and the promise right in there. I believe God puts those in your life. You know, thriving relationships. What could that be? What seeds could those be? You know, speaking words of life and encouragement. You know, just even how, how, how much have we, can we at times underestimate just encouraging someone speaking words of life, life, words of life are the words of Jesus speaking life into people, you know, believing the best in someone, uh, uh, acts of kindness, thinking of others and putting others first. Yeah. Asking that other person, do you want this last piece of chicken? Oh man, that's a seed. I don't know if that's a small one. It's probably a big one. But another one is listening. Just listening, being there to listen, quick to forgive. Or maybe when God prompts you in those relationships, hey, can I pray for you? Or that text that you feel God prompting you, just text someone and say, hey, I was, you're on my heart today praying for you, right? Those sort of things. Thrive in relationship with God. Those small things of maybe spending that 15 minutes, that 30 minutes in his word and prayer. Um, you know, prayer at times can seem a small thing, but it really is big. You're talking with the creator of the universe and you're hearing his voice. Following those small promptings, those small inward voice as Holy Spirit leads you and, he, and he's speaking to you to say, hey, go speak to that person. Go, go give this to that person. What it is, that's a seed and you're starting to now grow in how you hear God's voice as you're listening to him. You know, serving in, in his church, right? If you want to thrive in career and business, what could that practically look like? Being faithful where you are, being faithful where you are. Maybe it's not your dream job. Maybe you got a, a client uh, for your business. They are not ideal, but being faithful, even though this isn't the ideal, it could be a small little seed, but that is a seed. I think sometimes it's just keep showing up. Just keep showing up. Just keep, keep on keeping on operating in integrity. You know, maybe no one else is, is watching, but you know what? You can operate in integrity and that is a seed. You know, being on time, letting your yes be yes, your no be no. What about peace? 
you know, set maybe practical, setting limits on screen time. You know, you can, you can do that on your phone. You say, okay, I'm only going to have the grandma on for 10 minutes. Okay, 12 minutes, no, 15. But you, you can set limits on, okay, I'm only going to be watching YouTube for so long. Um, and it's only Thrive Church. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. But, uh, you know, setting limits for yourself, going for a walk. Maybe you need to just get some exercise, some fresh air, have someone to talk to. I think the other one is, is happiness, joy. That I think it, so many people think happiness or joy is that lump sum. Like, I just want happiness. And sometimes I think we can mistake it as coming in forms of a vacation, coming in forms of being there, and then we will be happy that then I will have that lump sum happiness. But I think it's actually small seeds, small seeds of enjoying those little things in life, being purposeful of where you are. You know, as you thrive in your relationship with God, know what joy will be a fruit that naturally comes from that. Right? I don't think it's a, just a, here's your happiness, Josiah. I think it's actually those small little seeds that will grow and flourish and thrive. And then you can actually be like, oh, that, something smells good. What is that? Oh, that's, that's joy. That's happiness. Flourishing in your life. You know, in finances, being a generous person to others. You know, stewarding the money th that you have. Having a budget. Like that's, is that too practical? I think it's good. Have a budget. Know where you are. The Bible says, know the state of your flocks. So in other words, that's old time of like bank accounts. Where are you investing uh, today, uh, Isaiah? Um, I'm going to invest in my sheep. But what, where are the state of your finances? Know where you are at that. You know, if you don't have... If you're believing God for a house of your own to own and you're renting right now, man, treat the house that you're in right now as the house if it was your own. That is you sowing a seed, treating it that way. You know, stay in your means. Another one is tithing to God, giving to his church. You know, tithing really is a hard issue saying, God, you can trust me, that you can, you can trust me and I believe and I'm partnering with you. What better partner to have than God? Can I ask you this again? What is in your life that is a seed? You know, in the Bible, there's a parable that Jesus tells of, of a, these, there's a master and he has three servants. This master is going away on a trip. He says, guys, I'm going away. He gives one of the servants five talents. The other servant, two talents. You could also, other translation says, he gave uh, the one servant five bags, uh, five silver coins. The other one, two silver coins. The last one, one silver coin. He says, okay, I'm going away. And what happens is the one servant who had the five talents, he takes those talents, he invests those talents, he gets back, so he increases, I, he gets 10 talents. And it goes on of like the, finally the last one, the guy who only had one talent, he buried his talent. He buried that silver coin and like safekeeping, I'm just going to hide it here. Now, when the master comes back, he sees what did everybody do with those talents? And the one who had five and invested it and he earned five more. In verse 21, it says this, the master was full of praise. Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been, uh, been faithful in handling this small amount. So I will give you uh, many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. 
And then uh, he went on, the servant who had received two bags of silver came forward and said, Master, you gave me two bags of silver. I invested and I have two more. The master said, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling the small amount. So now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. Then the servant with one bag uh, of silver came and said, Master, I knew you were a harsh man uh, harvesting crops. Uh, You didn't plant and gather your crops. You didn't cultivate. I was afraid I would lose your money, so I hid it in the earth. Uh, Look, here's your money back. So the two, they invested. They were faithful with what little they had. And what did the, the master say? He said, Well done, good and faithful servant. And he gave him more. When you're faithful in little, not just hiding it under the dirt, but when you're faithful in the little that God has given you, what maybe seems to you as little, but really is a seed, that God will make you ruler over much. He will give you more responsibilities, more to do. As you sow more, God will give you more seed. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 9, 10, it says, the generous man who supplies abundant seed to the farmer, which becomes bread for our meals, is even more extravagant towards you. For he supplies every need plus more. Then he multiplies the seed as you sow it. So the harvest of your generosity will grow. Now that's talking about everything in your life. Don't just uh, like put it in a box of just towards finances and money. Yes, that applies to it, but it is in every area of your life of what you have as a seed that you can give away so purposefully and know what you will receive a harvest. God provides seed and when you are faithful to sow it, he will bring increase more seed into your life. I want to encourage you today. Don't despise the days of small beginnings or like, uh, this is so little in my hand. No, this is a seed. It's not, it's not, not important. There is purpose in here. There is potential in here and there's promise. Zechariah 4.10, it says this, do not despise these small beginnings for the Lord rejoices uh, to see the work begin. And this is uh, when uh, they are building stuff to see the plumb line of Zerubbabel. Hey, if you're looking for a name for your next kid, hey, maybe middle name, maybe even first name, Zerubbabel. But when you are faithful with what God has put in your hands as seed in your life, What are those seeds that you have? What are those seeds that are in your house, in your life, that are meant to be sown? Not meant to be buried, but meant to be sown because there's potential. When you see the purpose and you're purposeful in sowing, you will see the promise because God will bring that increase. I want to encourage you with this. Ask God, what is is in my life, what is in my life right now that is actually a seed that I need to sow? What can I sow in my life? Because there's purpose, there's potential, there's purpose, and there is promise. You know, Psalms 92 says this, the righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish 
in the courts of our God. Hey, I want to encourage you and give you this opportunity today. If you've never made Jesus Lord of your life, in other words, like that scripture was saying, to be planted, to be grafted into, into Jesus, into his kingdom. If you've never done that before, by making Jesus Lord of your life, I want to give you that opportunity to say, Jesus, I want to do life with you. I want to make you Lord of my life. If that's you today, or you just want to hit the reset button, say, Jesus, I just want to hit reset with you. Would you just pray this prayer after me? Jesus, I make you Lord of my life. Thank you for dying on the cross, taking away sins, giving your love, your spirit, your power. Thank you for your peace. I make you Lord of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, I want to pray with you before we go that God would just reveal what is in your life that you can sow as a seed? Because there is potential, there's purpose, and there is his promise. Let's pray. Father, I thank you that today, that you would show us and reveal to us what is in our lives that is seed for us to sow. For us to be purposeful in sowing the seeds that you've placed in our life. Father, into our relationships, to our jobs and businesses, our careers, to our relationship with you, into our life, in our finances. Father, I just ask that you reveal to us what are those seeds in our lives. And Father, I thank you that you are faithful. Whatever a man sows, he will reap. And so, Father, I thank you for those seeds that have been sown already and that you bring a harvest. Father, I thank you that you would cause your people to thrive, to flourish in every area of their lives, Father. Father, I declare peace right now in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for um, thriving in, in joy right now in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you that you're causing people to thrive in relationships, in jobs, in their careers, Father, in their companies. Father, I thank you that you've got good plans, a hope, and a future in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to Thrive Church Podcast. We hope this message helped you thrive with God and thrive in life. We'd love to have you join us a Sunday soon. For more information about Thrive Church, you can go to our website, thrivecalgary.ca. See you next time.